You are listening to the Wyoming Park Bible Fellowship Midweek Podcast, which will be discussing last Sunday's sermon, The Judge, from Psalm 50. I'm Becky Watson, and Pastor John is not here today. He's not with us, but I am joined by my friend Marge Kopp. Thank you for joining us today, Marge. Thank you. Thank you for joining me, I guess. <laughs> Just the two of us. <laughs> so usually I'd have um, Dad ex- uh, like summarize the message. So we're gonna have to do that together. How you put in your own words, and I'll and I'll do it too about what the message from Sunday was about. Well, there were three points, and the first point was the mighty one God, the Lord. Um, he was summoning the heavens and the earth to hear what he had to say, and the second point was about how um, God is pleased with sacrifices, but He does not need them, and. The main idea there was that God doesn't need us. We don't give God anything that he needs. Um, But the third point was we need God, and God addressed the wicked and accused them of, um, basically he said, uh, you know, you do all these terrible things and you think I'm like you and I'm not. Um, And so he's telling them they need to be righteous. Right, like the evil, so like, the evil or the wicked think they don't need God, even though they really do need God. Right. And then, um, is that what I said? Or did yes, I say the wrong? No, thing? you said, you said it right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, and then I think the thing, only thing I would add was for both groups, their instruction was they need to thank God and mm-hmm. call on him on, uh, call on him for help. Mm-hmm. Sort of acknowledging that we do, you don't need us, but we need you yes. in both cases. Yes. I think we did a good job. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Pastor John's not here to defend himself if we miss something big. I guess big. he can let us know. <laughs> right. So, okay, so the first question I have is, why do we need to see the Mighty One as the Mighty One? Well, I mean, obviously, because he is the Mighty the mighty one, but I think also because um, sometimes we think we are mighty and we are not. um, And um, we need to have the perspective that we need him because we are small and he is the mighty one. Yeah. We need to see God as he actually is because Mm -hmm. if we don't see God as, as he is, then he's, you know, as the mighty one, if he's not all powerful and self-sustaining, then he's not God. We kind of have an image of God, right? We have a um, an inaccurate um, idol that mm-hmm. we are worshiping. I think it's really, mm-hmm. I thought it was really poignant or interesting that the wicked look at God and think he's like us or he's like them, right? Yes, yes. Because I can really see that in everyday life is like, you know, um, if you ever see like on the internet, like a poor attempt of like describing God and they kind of make God sound like just another person. And no wonder you wouldn't want to worship just another person, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I've been hearing a lot of lately, you know, we all have God inside of us or almost we are God, um, which just makes him so small because if I, who can't control so many things around me, right? If, if I'm God, or if God is somehow a part of little me, 
That's a that's a different world. That's a scary world. <laughs> and that really would shift your perspective into um, you know, nobody has control over anything. Right. Not even God. Um, yeah, cuz like even the things that I'm supposed to have control over, right? Like the things that would potentially be within my sphere of influence, like my house and my children and my body, like I'm out of control on those things. So to think of like all of the things God controls like the entire universe, every atom, heartbeat, breath, you know, every yes. all of that. It's just like, what are we even doing? <laughs> right, right. Um, I didn't, I didn't tell you this beforehand, but if you have any insight from people that was shared on Sunday, I wasn't on the Zoom meeting. So. Well, I will tell you. Okay, I sat down with my notebook and I was ready to write down all of the insights so that. We could really have a good discussion, and we spent a long time on prayer requests, oh. and we just said a couple of things about, and I I think I did write some notes, but okay. it, there was hardly a discussion, oh, so good. I feel like we're sort of... Well, I mean, that, oh, good, that's sad. <laughs> it's up to us, Becky. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> and feel, I feel intimidated now. <laughs> okay. But anyway, you feel free to share that if you have anything that you mm, wrote down. Okay. Um, the next question I have is, how is it that we, as God's people fall into the idea that God needs us? Well, you know, as a mom, I feel like a lot of people need me. Mm. And I have some very tangible ways of taking care of the needs of my kids and my husband every day. Right. And I'm kind of a task-oriented person, too. So even when I taught, I would feel like my students needed me and I had to get all these things done or my coworkers needed me to get things done and now my kids need me to get things done. Um, and I think that we see, you know, I made food, now my kids are eating or- And if you I, didn't make food, they wouldn't be eating, right? right? Or, um, or I contributed to something at work and now my coworkers um, have this, and I have this big project done or something. And so we kind of see this in life all the time that these things I'm doing are helping these people. And then we feel like, oh, well, God wants us to witness. God wants us to give to the church. You know, God wants us to help people, um, whether that's like with physical needs or maybe serving like nursery. But you then you start thinking, well, I'm also helping God. So it must be that, um, you know, I'm helping God, which right. is not really true because God doesn't need me and I, I think this is really in our society we just I think we really value being productive we we're big into like checklists and um progress efficiency uh, yep showing how much you've accomplished and you know God doesn't need anything from us which is crazy but he doesn't he doesn't yeah. need us to do a single thing he wants us to serve him um you know, it's how we show we love him, but he does not, he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He, right. he has, I mean, the psalm talks about um, ev the insects in the fields are mine. Like these tiny little creatures are mine. Uh, he's not hungry. He doesn't need sacrifices. So that's, yeah. that's a big message to us, I think. Yeah. It's, I think as moms, you're right. That is like a specific a specific application for us because well you know and and as uh people who serve at church you know like this mm -hmm. pandemic was very humbling right 
or at least for me it was, because mm-hmm. a lot of the things I usually did, a lot of needs <laughs> that I perceived that I had been filling just mm-hmm. didn't get done. They just didn't happen. And you know what? Uh, the world start kept turning, uh, mm-hmm. and like yep. the gospel message actually still went out. Like mm-hmm. God's not worried, not God's not concerned, and it's um, it's a really healthy calibration to recognize that God uses us. We don't use Him, and He, he I mean, and and when you have that understanding in a good way, then all of a sudden you're like amazed that he uses us, right? Like, yes. how, like, how, how come? Like, why would he, you yes. know? And he still chooses to um, take our uh, loaves and fish and, and feed the 5,000. He wouldn't have to, but. I remember when I was um, just becoming a Christian, I uh, read about the good works God created in advance for us to do in the Bible, and I was amazed that God has things for me to do, mm-hmm. that God has created things that I'm going to do. He knows he has a plan for me. He's going to use me to build his kingdom. I thought that was amazing. But then somewhere in there, you know, it starts to get twisted into, God needs me to witness to this person. No, he doesn't. Mm-hmm. He can He can use the whole world. Right, <laughs> right. Um, yes, he wants me to witness to this person, but you, you got to keep your perspective correct. Mm-hmm. So, okay, like, I'm going to add a question in here that's not on our Uh-oh. list. Uh-oh. <laughs> so if that is, that is our position, and I think you said it so well. Like, Thank you. Like, we recognize that we he doesn't need us, so how, how do, what's like the limiting principle? Why do you, why do we still do stuff if he doesn't need us to do it? How would you answer that question? Like, well, I think the passage um, points us to that. You know, the last verse is, Those who sacrifice thank offerings honor me. So God doesn't need the sacrifices, but it's a way that we honor God because we love God. Yeah. I think, um, for me, part of it is recognizing that we don't own, as part of the fact that he doesn't need us, we have to own the fact that we don't own the results of the things that we do, you know, like mm-hmm. God knows the output of our ministry, like the fruit of our ministry. And we don't, we just need to worry about ourselves, right? Like we just need to mm-hmm. focus on what God is doing in us. And sometimes he wants us to witness to that person for our sake. Mm-hmm. Every time he wants right. us to witness to that person for our own sake. Right. And we need to be focusing on, you know, that aspect. And then we let him worry about what happens on the outside. Isn't right. that encouraging as a parent? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Isn't that so yeah. encouraging that mm-hmm. you can just do what God has called you to do and God's going to bear the fruit in our children? Right. Right. Yeah. Because we have no control of that ultimately. None. But, like, we do, we are able to um, experience God's grace in more full ways ourselves when we further pursue um, getting rid of the sin of impatience and anger and selfishness. Yes. And um, and truth and everything. And then he can, you know, and God's using those things in our children's lives to bear uh, fruit or not. 
it's up to him on that. So. <sighs> Agreed. It's hard. It's got to. It's a lot. It takes a lot of trusting, really. It does, but. Even if you're not trusting, you still don't have control anyway. Yeah, really, it doesn't anyway. matter. You can be stressed out about it, but it won't change any of the actual reality. True. <laughs> okay, in what ways do we think that we do not need God? So this would be in that second category of the wicked. They think that they don't need God. In what ways do we fall into that and we do that? Many, many ways, I guess. <laughs> um, I mean, some people think, well, I'm wise enough to figure out my own life, right? To make my own decisions, and I will use my own principles, right? Um, or I'm strong enough, or I'm a nice person, so I'll probably do mostly good things. Or I think a lot of people talk about what makes us feel good. And so they think, well, why do I need God? I feel good. I'm happy. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I do things that please me and why would I need God's approval on any of it? Right. I think also, um, a more subtle way, at least in my life that this happens is I think, um, God doesn't care about this part of my life. Mm. You know, like, uh, most recently it's like, um, how I take care of my home. Like, I just, like, let that go as, like, my least priority. I'm talking about, like, cleaning and laundry, like, mom stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, it, like, would be, like, the lowest priority to me. And mm -hmm. then, like, the quarantine gave me a lot of time to, like, <laughs> reorgan, like, rethink through that and everything. Okay. Kind but of no one's coming over either right now. Yeah, so. true. But, but that, that is a good point. But it's also the reason that I was able to realize, wow, like, a clean home is a way that, God has ordained that I take care of my family and yes. love my family. And, yes. And, um, and our, another, uh, another category I'd put in this is like our health or like, um, how mm -hmm. we take care of our bodies. Like, I think we fall into probably not you cause you're like the healthiest person I know. Well, thank you. But <laughs> for me, I feel like I, for a long time just was like, yeah, I know I'm unhealthy, but like God doesn't really care about that. You know, I was actually okay. thinking that. Okay. And then it was like when I realized that he really does like love all of us and we're not, he doesn't just love me because of what I do at church. He loves me for who I am as a person in my family and he loves my body. He mm -hmm. wants my body to be healthy or, you know, wants me to, to honor him right. as, as a living sacrifice with my body. So like all these things, uh, when I, when I like actually broaden my perspective that God cares about all those things, I'm like, wow, I need him for every meal. I need him for every load of laundry. I need him mm -hmm. for every, mm -hmm. you know, like morning when I'm waking up instead of just, you know, like, I think we can kind of categorize certain things that are like God oriented. Like, well, I need him for my Sunday school lesson. Yeah. But you also need him for, you know, how you're going to deal with your uh, children when they throw a tantrum or mm -hmm. you're also going to need him with you know like every single tiny decision and big decision and you know yes you know we kind of like try to be like okay I got this part of my life God and that's really um it, it turns out to be really pagan that's really mm -hmm. sec like a secular way to think that God mm -hmm. would not care about every aspect of our life does mm -hmm. that make sense yes it does yeah it makes me think you know um, 
I, I guess my struggle would be more like, um, I'm such a task oriented person, such a like get it done kind of person that, um, if I see a solution to a problem, I guess my natural instinct is to like, just go solve that problem. Mm -hmm. And it's hard for me to stop and pray and ask God. It's hard for me to not just jump into, Mm -hmm. you know, um, problem solving. Right. Right. It's hard. Uh, but like there have been instances where I do stop and I ask God for wisdom and it, you know, it calms me down a little bit. It's really, you know, it gives you some peace. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, maybe sometimes calibrates what the right thing to do is in this situation. Yeah. And kind of gives you perspective that maybe you don't actually have to act right away. You can take a moment and Mm -hmm. think about it. Like, I mean, there are lots of times when we think we need to fix a problem right away and, and, uh, that's not true. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of things you can. Well, you know, the other on. thing that happens when you, when you do that is, at least me, I end up carrying a lot of stress and anxiety. Oh, yeah. Because I, in my head, am in control or in charge of solving all these problems. Right. And I'm a, <laughs> I've cra- I pick up problems from other people <laughs> that have nothing to do with me. And I'm, like, holding emotion about their problem that I have, like, not even the ability to to help with or anything. And, but um, you're such a caring person. You know, I, mean, I think you know, what keeps coming to mind you is you are such an people. Enneagram 1 and I am such an Enneagram yes, 2. correct. But <laughs> and I just want to make the world perfect. That's why I'm trying to solve the problem. And, I'm just and you care about people, which is Well, I just want to feel good. all their feelings and, like, care of all their feelings. But really what God is teaching me, this Enneagram 2, is, like, the fact that, I mean, he's given me to handle what I need to handle and he is not given me to handle. <laughs> He's not given me to handle. Like I know that sounds right. so silly, but I honestly struggled with that for a long time. Is just being like, you know, st- all this stress all the time, and it's just like, you know what? He does not need you. You need him, and just like, let it go. You don't need to, yeah, be a bundle of nerves. We actually are supposed to have like an abundant life in Christ. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yep. not that it, it's not that our life is easy, but we are joyful right. and at peace. So, right. the like, the spirit is joy, yep. yeah, and peace, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> so I'll stop telling you my problems because I don't want you to. I'm a lot better them. now. I'll let it roll right off my back. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Eric and I have a joke that he is like um, water resistant clothing. You know, like certain clothing where oh, just yeah. like the water just beads okay. up and rolls off. Mm-hmm. And I'm like a sham wow and I like soak up all of the emotion. Huh. And then I everyone's well need to ring myself out <laughs> on him and it just like roll beads up and rolls off of him. So I'm becoming more water resistant. What number is he? I'm not sure. Hmm. I've, I haven't like nailed him down. I, I Let's get I, him a quiz. Yeah. <laughs> Let's <figure it> out. <laughs> to figure this out. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's a, sometimes I think he might be a one, but uh, he's like, so he's like, he's not as a, um, oriented, task oriented, like you're explaining, like, mm-hmm. you know, but mm-hmm. anyway, um, let's, let's move on to this question. Mm-hmm. How does thanking God demonstrate the heart? Sure. Like I'm assuming demonstrate our own heart, right? Right. I mean, if you're thanking God, then that means there's thankfulness in your heart, right? And if you're not thanking God, then that means you don't have a thankful attitude 
towards God. Well, I guess. I think that a, maybe a better way of... Um, I feel like this question's begging us to say this, to come up with this concept, and I don't know how to answer the question with the concept, but the idea of if we think that we, that God needs us, thankfulness will cure that problem. And if we think that we don't mm-hmm. need God, thankfulness will cure that problem too. Yeah, so thanking God demonstrates that we recognize that God is the ultimate provider, self-sufficient provider that doesn't need anything, and that we need him for everything. Sure. Um, so if you, the answer to bo- both ends of that spectrum is we need to thank God, recognize what he's done and thank him. Sure. And and it gives you that correct perspective of where we fit in the world and how, you know, how God fits into the world. And just sort of like resting in that, like, yep, you do, you do give us everything we need. So I'm just going to thank you. And so, you know, like we don't want, we don't need to feel afraid, uh, like we want to fear God, but we don't want to be like, you know, you know, he's a loving father who gives us good gifts and we don't need to be afraid to ask him for things because um, that's what he wants us to do because it dem- demonstrates our gratitude for what we have and, and the, our recognizing that he is our ultimate provider. And then what does it look like? This is our last question. What does it look like or how does calling on God give him glory? Did you have any thoughts on that? Um, I wrote down... That it shows that we think God is strong enough to help us. Right. It demonstrates our trust in him. I feel like maybe someone else came up with that idea. Maybe my husband said that. On the, on the Zoom <laughs> or, call? Yeah. yeah, maybe. But yeah, it, it does, though. That's a good answer, whoever came up with that. <laughs> that, um, you know, yeah, calling on God shows that we, we trust him. Right. And um, we think he is able to come to our rescue. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he does. And he gets the credit, right? Yes. Like when he, when we've called on him and then he answers, then we're like, we know where it came from. Like, you know, the righteous man called out and the Lord heard him. Remember we memorized mm-hmm. that in mm-hmm. Sunday school? Yeah. And he other... delivers him from all his... All their fears. All his fears. Okay. The righteous man has many troubles okay. but the lord delivers them from, from them, them all. all i remember that okay <laughs> uh, this has been fun i'm really glad that we got to do this together yes. <laughs> it's fun to thanks see thanks for having me <laughs> do you have any other thoughts about the sermon before we close any other things you want to share not really um i did i did like the idea that um you know if if god is being silent when you are breaking his laws if you're committing adultery or using your mouth for evil or lying um and you think god is is approving of what you're doing because he's being silent that's not true Mm -hmm. um maybe god is just waiting to you know enact the consequences maybe god's giving you a chance to repent but um you know the psalm says um god says when you did these things and i kept silent you thought i was exactly like you but i now arraign you and set my accusations before you. So if you sin and it seems like God is just letting letting you get away with it, I I would say no. Yeah. <laughs> Be careful. Yeah. Repent before right. the consequences come. So 
It's actually a really frightening thought. It is. Yeah. It's it's something I feel like I can apply to my my children. Like yeah. I mean something to teach them that right. you know, something might feel good in the moment, but the long term consequences can be really devastating. Right. Right. Do not think yeah, that you're safe outside of um the blood of Jesus, right? Nothing else. Right. Nothing else will um will matter at the at the judgment seat. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been listening to Rich Mullins lately. Oh. I don't know why. And uh, one of his lyrics has been sticking with me is that when he says the song about home, he says, and everything that really matter, the only thing I have left is the things that really mattered. And the idea being that when you're, um, when after you die the only thing that you have is the blood of christ like you have nothing else mm-hmm. um to bring with you or um to to argue in your defense and um well thank you jesus for giving us this um gift that will not rust or be destroyed or taken away like it's the only r- real everlasting thing that we could have mm-hmm. so yeah exciting and grateful would you mind closing us in prayer and then um we'll uh close out our podcast sure dear lord thank you for this time we have and thank you for your word and for pastor john teaching it to us um help us to see you as the mighty one and help us to remember that um, we can honor you by following you but you don't really need us for anything. Um, we need you so much and we just thank you for all you provide for us and that you love us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to our midweek podcast. This podcast comes from Wyoming Park Bible Fellowship, which is a church in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, if you want to learn more about our church, we hope you check out our website, wpbiblefellowship.org. Thanks for listening. Have a great week.